you please bless and honor Danny Silk from Bethel Church in Reading? Seven or eight years. Good grief. Six or seven years. Lord Jesus. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless you guys. Thanks for coming out on a, is it Friday? On a Friday night. Of all the places you could be on a Friday night, you chose to come here. Awesome. So I'm a hot date, baby. I'm a hot date. (laughs) You get bonus points for that, whoever you were. Very good. Well, I, I, we have a team from Reading uh, School of Supernatural Ministry. Would you guys just stand up and say hey? Awesome. There we are. Yep. You're going to want to be sure you get their hot little hands on you some point this weekend. They got some good stuff. I'll turn them loose on you tonight and whenever, whenever I can. Um, I want to give some free stuff away. Anybody want some free stuff? Awesome. Good deal. Anybody believe that uh, Jesus died on a cross for your sins? Awesome. It's, It's pretty important that we get this. It's uh, it's true that he he willingly went to the cross and took upon himself everything that separated mankind from the Father. Adam introduced something into the into the human race. It's called sin. Sin is this this substance that separates us from God. Jesus comes and he stands in that separation. He stands in this place. And God's wrath and punishment for sin, that thing that that keeps us from the Father, Jesus stands there as the perfect offering and absorbs every bit of punishment for sin. Completely consumed, satisfied, and now we have complete access to the Father. Do you believe that? If Jesus satisfied the wrath of God towards sin, then who am I to punish your sin? Who are you to punish mine? See, there's, there's something that, uh, that seems to stick in our, our identity as Christians, and that is that We are on the earth to make sure 
that sin gets punished. It's kind of confusing for us, really. What's the purpose of the church if we're not here to punish sin? I thought we were the judge of sin and a jury and executioner. There's a message called Unpunishable, the fruit of the cross. Um, It's really good. You'll really like it. Anybody have a birthday today? That's where we always end up. We always end up right there. Anybody anybody have a birthday this week? This week? All those birthdays this week? Tomorrow's your birthday? Anybody got one closer? Awesome. I'm going to let you have your pick of all these, all right? Goodness sakes. He's saying, I wasn't born very long ago. Unpunishable, it's for you. (laughs) How many of you have children? Don't you love them? Yes. Yes. How many of you want to see your children's dreams come true? Come on. How many of you would do whatever you had to do to resource those dreams to see them come true? Yeah? Awesome. How many of you think that you are better than God? kind of crazy. I don't know why, but when we think about our children, we think, what do you need, baby? What do you need? I'm there for you. I'll I'll do whatever I have to do to see the reason you were born come alive. But when we approach God and we see him and we think about our dreams, we think about why we're alive. It's more like this. It'd be like if if you, you you called your child to you and you said, "Hey, baby, it's Christmas. You can have anything you want. Anything. What do you want? We had a good year. What do you want for Christmas?" And your child said, "Oh, Father, not my will be done, but Your will be done." <laughs> no, no, honey, no. I mean anything. What do you want? You name it, we could get it. What do you want? Tell me what you want. Oh, Lord, lead me not into temptation. (laughs) What's the matter with you, baby? (laughs) Have you been going to church? (laughs) How many of you have been a Christian for at least 10 years? That is plenty of time to be preached out of your dreams. <laughs> this is available on a download card. This is two, two messages. It's called Dream Life. Um, I think I'll listen to that one. Um, Suzanne was going to help me hand this one out, but... Um, yeah, I'll just come back to it. 
We're good. Um, okay. Well, we don't have to know anything. Um, can I get those little screens going? Just like that. I, I, I don't know. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you got this book yet? Yeah, that's what we're doing this weekend. That's what we're doing. Who, who's got that book? All right. Who, who does not have that book yet? Oh, my goodness. I hope we brought enough for you. Wow. So good. Um, well, if the, if the birthday guy doesn't get this book, then somebody else could get it. But um, this weekend or this tonight and tomorrow, which is most of the weekend, uh, we're going to be talking about keeping your love on and what that looks like and how to do that. How many of you have ever read the book Culture of Honor? Okay. Um, in, in the book Culture of Honor, or just the, the idea of a culture of honor, is really describing what it looks like with of, of powerful people living together in community. Keep Your Love On is, is, is the skills of the culture of honor. Like, how do we do this culture of honor? It's one thing to talk about it, and it's nice to describe it, and it's kind of frustrating to describe it, actually, because then I don't know how to do it. So these two books really go together um, very, very well. Um, birthday, birthday man, tomorrow is your birthday. Why don't you, why don't you come pick out one of these, and then, and then for your birthday, why don't you give those other two away to somebody else, all right? You take whichever one you'd like. And then give those two to somebody. Then just give those to somebody that waves and looks really desperate. They'll, they'll, they'll look really desperate. It's the hardest thing in the world, giving stuff away. There you go. Happy birthday. This water tastes like wood. Like a pencil was soaking in there or something. No, I know. It's, it's unique. I've never had wood water. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with wood. Oh. It's all right. No, it's, it's unique. It's a different brand even. Is it? Is it opened? Uh, it is now. Awesome. Thank you. Let's put, let's put a lid on this tall one here before we get wood all over the floor. It was different. I don't know what it is. Okay, here's what we're doing. You ready? We're talking about connection tonight. We're going to start in the, in the beginning of the book. Um, it's, it's one of the most basic human behaviors with another human, and that is seeking connection establishing connection and when we when we don't understand this then then some some problem things happen that we don't understand uh, and they keep happening it's just like a loop we just live live in these loops and and the and the loop is this I never pay attention to what I'm contributing to the problem I just don't even pay attention to what I'm contributing to the problem. As a matter of fact, I don't think I'm contributing anything to the problem. The more I think about it, the more I think you are the problem. And if I had my way and I could control you, 
all the adjustments would be to you. When I, when I work with folks throughout the years, they, 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 they come into my office, uh, I mean, 25 years of conversations. L- keep your love on. That book is 25 years of saying the same thing over and over and over and over. The next people would come in, they would sit down, they'd start talking. I'd say, weren't you just in here? We love to think we are so unique, don't we? Like, well, you don't understand the problem. Nobody knows the trouble I see. No, no, actually, everybody knows the trouble that you're having. Everybody's doing the same thing at some, some angle of the same thing. Now, I'm not trying to burst your bubble here, and I'm not saying you're not special because you are special. All y'all, all y'all are special, okay? But at the same time, we're all very similar. We're all very similar. We come at it in different ways, but we're very similar. And this is the similarity. When I, when I will ask someone who has... You know, they've, 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 they've come in, and, and by the time you get to a counselor, you know, like we've been doing this a while. But by the time we actually get to the counselor, we're like, it's like, it's like waiting to go to the doctor until, until your arm falls off, you know. You, you, you bring your arm into the doctor. I was just hoping you could do something with this. That's, that's, like, that's like people coming in for counseling, usually right there. It's like, we're hoping you can do something with this. Like, awesome, okay, well, um, who'd like to go first? The man goes, she made the appointment. She should go first. And so she reaches in her purse and she pulls out this... I wrote a few things down the other day. And she would like to, you know, she would like to read this list of things that are wrong with him. And I, you know, it just, it's just, you know, so predictable. And so I, I got to the, you know, I get to the spot and I just go, hey, you know, here, I have, I have a question for you. I, I don't. I don't want to see your list. I'm sorry that you went through all that effort, but um, just just keep it for now, um, sir. You are going to have to participate sometime. You are. Let's start here. Could you please tell me what is the goal of your marriage? What is the goal of your marriage? What do, what do you mean? I'll go slower. <laughs> what is the goal of your marriage? Well, we, uh, we want to raise kids. Or we want to raise our kids. 
I'm going to do a good job of that. And I'm going to save enough money so we're not miserable old people. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We want to have a ministry together. You know, do something for Jesus. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Now, that would be the goal of your parenting, of your finances, and of your ministry life. What would be the goal of your marriage? Yeah, I don't understand the question. <laughs> See, now what's happening is these folks are having to now think about something they haven't thought about for a long time. And that is, what are we going to do with us? What are we doing with us? Because by the time they get in front of me, they, they, have, a, they have a goal. But they don't own the goal. The goal that they've walked in this room with and that I finally point out to them is that you have the goal of a safe distance. How much distance do I need from you to feel safe? Because sometimes it's this much and sometimes it's this much. But my goal with you is distance. How much of it is a variable. Now, this is important because if you don't take responsibility for your goal, you will blame the other person for the distance. You will blame that person for the fruit of your goal. See, if, if I'm not owning this and we get too close and I get uncomfortable, then I roll a relational grenade out there. <laughs> that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. That's the way, I, that's the way I, that was my goal. See, my goal is distance. That's mine. It's my goal. If, 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 I don't, if I don't own this, then the one who can do something about the problem is, is that, that was the, your, your goal for me with that cord is distance. If I don't take responsibility for my goal, then the person who can do something about this problem of distance has now been given permission to be irresponsible in the relationship. So I asked them, I said, you know, this is your goal. Your goal is distance. Did you want to keep that goal or did you want a different one? Well, I know the right answer. <laughs> right? Yeah? Okay. Well, I wish I had it like the Jeopardy tune just ready to go. Because they're now they're thinking, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't know why do I feel so naked all of a sudden. I feel this nakedness on me. I feel vulnerable. I feel like all of a sudden I've been called out. 
I've been found out. And, and this process is, is happening right in front of the two of them. My goal really is distance. Who told him? How did he find that out? Is that something you want to keep or is that something you want to change? And so I start asking him some more questions. I say, you know, well, I mean, what, what is your goal? Think about it. And so the lady says, well, it'd be nice to be able to have a conversation. Okay, conversation. So hope for a conversation, right? How about you, sir? Well, it'd be nice to have some peace in my life. Peace. Okay. Peace. You, you, have, you have hope for a conversation someday, and you have hope for peace in your life. Okay. Now, that was probably in your wedding vows somewhere, you know. We stand before you with hope for a conversation someday and maybe some peace in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. And they both kind of chuckle and like, well, that's silly. No, that wasn't my way. So what was in your wedding vows? What was, what, what was in the hope that you brought to this marriage? Well, I thought it would be, that we'd have a, be friends. You know, that we'd be friends. I, well, I thought, you know, we have some respect and trust and I don't know. Just seems like it would be nice to be friends. Friends would be fine. <laughs> All right, so, so describe that to me a little bit. And so they keep talking until, until they get to, out of their mouth, says something along the lines of, well, uh, love. I'd like to have some love. Okay, you'd have to like to have some love. Some intimacy, trust, caring. Yeah, yeah, all that. That would be good. All right. So what is the goal of this relationship? Now that you know that you have a choice, you have a choice of connection or distance. What would you like? Now, if they ever say, I'm not ready, I would like, I'd like to keep my distance, then I tell them, well, then this is the last time you and I will be meeting. Because you don't need my help creating distance. You are doing a fabulous job without me. <laughs> you don't need my help. But if you ever decide that you want to make your goal connection. I think I can help you with that. Well, right there in front of you, they're like, we're already in here. We might as well just choose the right one. <laughs> you know? We might as well just choose the right one. The guy's giving us the answers here. <laughs> and this is really what we're after. See, what if, if any of us are going to have a kingdom relationship, then we have to understand it is my decision of the goal that I choose. The goal that I have in my relationship with you is my goal. It's mine. You can't change it. You can't change my goal. So if my goal is distance, you can't do anything right.
truth. If my goal is distance, you cannot create a connection with me. And if my goal is connection, you can't change my goal. Jesus has proved that over and over and over in our lives. His love is on. It's on and it stays on. And nothing that you can do, neither height nor depth nor width nor angels nor demons nor nothing, nothing can shut his love off. Now guess where you got permission to shut your love off. Think about it. Think about the Holy Spirit saying to you, all right, that person there, we're all done loving them. That person's love meter has expired. They're getting no more love. Please turn your love off now towards that individual right there. Well, dang, if, if heaven's not giving you permission to turn your love off, where did you get it? I'm just saying. Jesus made it really clear. What's the most important thing we could be doing with our life? Pharisees are like, oh, what's the number one rule? Give us a rule. Give us a really good rule we can kill each other with. Jesus says, oh, here you go, here you go. Here's a good one. Love. Love God, love each other, love yourself. Love, love, love. That's your job. That's my job. Your job, my job, is to keep my love on. My advice is that once you got it on, break off the handle. Just snap it off. Just, just break it on. See, it's, it's kind of crazy that it's your choice. But here's the deal. See, it's your choice because you and I are responsible for our choices. See, we, we, God's not going to just make you love people. You're free. You're free. He died so that you could have choices. He, he, he died so that you could manage you again and that you are no longer a slave to sin. You are now free. Free. Free to choose. Free to live. Free to, free to, free to lay down your life in a, in a, a gesture of loving somebody. There's no greater love than this, than you would lay down your life. That you would send the message that my love is on. Who did Jesus say to love? Did he say, love those who love you. Be really careful about who you love because there's some scary people out there. 
Did he say you get love from other people so you can only give back what you got? No. No, he said, you heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love them their enemies. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Enemies are people that are trying to hurt me. Enemies are people who are trying to kill me. Enemies are people who got no love for me. Yep, love them. Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> See, this is the power of, the, of love that he's given to us. We have the power to love our enemies, let alone our spouse. Our children, the people we go to church with, the communities we live in. See, we have been fully equipped to obey, love your enemies. But you have to understand, I have to understand, it is my goal that determines the quality of relationships that I have. It's my goal. God doesn't control your goal. I've had folks in my office before that, uh, you know, they they come in, they generally bring one of their children. Uh, We need you to fix this 14-year-old. He's broken. (laughs) He's broken? Well, what's the deal? He's just going crazy. He's just going crazy. I said, well, Describe it to me. Well, you know, yes. And they, so they start listing off some stuff. And pretty soon I'm, I'm paying attention to these folks, and these folks are not looking at each other. These folks are, have no eye contact at all. And really the only thing that's connecting them is their out-of-control child. And they go, wow, look at this. Wow, okay. You know what, um, young man, uh, there's a video game in that drawer right there. Why don't you just have some fun? You too, why don't you come with me? So what we're going to be doing to begin with is we're going to be talking about what's going on between these two. Because when, when there's a connection, there, there's, there's the opportunity to experience love. And love is the mortal enemy of fear. See, so, so love chases away fear. Disconnection invites fear. So when you and I are disconnected, when, when, when you and your spouse, when, when a, a relationship between two people are, are disconnected, the ruling spirit of that relationship is fear. We are now taking our instructions from the destroyer. It looks something like this. It, it, it feels like when we are disconnected, I believe you care more about you than you do about me. I believe that you care more about what's important to you, what you need, than me. So I believe I have to protect myself from you. So let's go ahead and talk. 
Let's see if we can resolve that problem that we had that disconnected us. While we're filled with fear, while we are lined up with self-preservation and listening to the destroyer, I think we should try to work this out. Let's have a conversation. Honey, we need to talk. How's that working out for you? Isn't it shocking? It's shocking that when we're disconnected and the very worst me that I have is scared. When I'm scared, that's the worst me I got. So how about the worst me talks to the worst you? I wonder what's going to happen. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, but the disconnection is the problem. That's the problem. We think it's the issue, whatever, bounce check, the child, sex, your mother. (laughs) We think, we think that's the problem. No, no, no. This is the problem. This is what we must solve. This is what we must address. This is what has to change before the ruling spirit of our family, our marriage is going to change. I had a a man and a lady sitting there. They brought their son in. We finally are in the back. We're talking. And uh, I said to the man, I said, um, do you, do you do you love your wife? He says. Yes. Oh, it's a Christian couple, right? I said to her, I said, do you love your husband? She says, by faith I do. And this relationship is very important to me. Somehow gets to stay a secret in our families. When we get disconnected, we hide the truth. I said, "You, you, you love your wife." He says, "Just don't do that again." <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, yes, you do. I said, "Does she know it?" He says. No. I said, okay, so so you love your wife. Well, she doesn't know it. So it's like a secret. (laughs) 
Well, it sounds stupid when you say it like that. I said, I was just trying to see if I understood what you were saying. See, when people get scared and fear becomes the ruling spirit of their heart and their mind and their behavior, then they take the antidote. They take the the solution to that problem and they hide it. I love you very much and I put it in a cage. You stay right there and you be quiet. But it's the biggest mistake that we can make. We get disconnected from somebody. What we need is the reestablishing of the connection. We need to chase the fear away. This right here chases the fear away. And we have a very different conversation. We have a very different culture in our family. But if you hide love in a cage... And you you only let it out when when everything's just wonderful. Then eventually it doesn't get to come out because everything's not wonderful. Because fear has has had its way. I asked this man. I said, "Do you know how your wife hears? I love you very much." He says. I used to think I did, but I don't know. I gave up trying. Like, all right. And here's what happens when you when you when when you hide your love. I think it went away. I think your love went away. I mean, we're married. We have to be civil to each other. We're Christians, so we have to smile especially if we have other people over for dinner. But I'm not talking about when people are over for dinner. I'm talking about when it's just the two of you. It's just the two of you. Is I love you very much, running all over the house, jumping on the furniture. Because I love you very much, you'll be running all over our houses. But it's actually how we are identified as Christians is we love each other very much. I love you very much is jumping all over the furniture. That's how people will know that we belong to Jesus. I love you very much. I love you very much. You're feeling it. You're you're experiencing it. Fear has been driven away from us. We we live in a fearless love. That's that's heaven come to earth. See, there's no fear in heaven. Jesus tried to show everybody, hey, here's the father right here. The little children are running up to Jesus. You know, when little children run up to you, want to sit on your lap you're either santa claus or you are giving off the culture of love children can read a safe place 
do you know how she hears I love you very much? See, it is vital that you and I know how we hear I love you very much. And it's not, it's not good enough to, to think you know. Can I get some sound there, sound man? Sound? Sound on the soundboard. There it is. Thank you. It's very important that we know how people hear. I love you very much. It's mein Sektor. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächter. Das Gerät und das Gerät. Überlebensradar. The German Coast Guard. We are thinking, we're thinking. What are you thinking about? It's not good enough to guess. It's very dangerous to think you know and to go with that. Each of us have been created very differently. And so I love you very much looks very different. It, it, it shows up very different. How many of you have ever read uh, Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages? Yeah, no, no, I don't mean you have it. Somebody gave it as a gift. I mean you actually read it. Okay, okay, about half the hands go back up, right. Um, I, I got an email one time. I, I've actually never read this book before. But I got an email one time, and it had these five things on it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a That is genius. This is how people connect, disconnect. This is how it happens right here. If, if I'm paying attention to how you hear I love you very much, and I start directing the love that I do have for you, because I do love you, I do. I do love you. I want it to get in there. But I didn't know how. I didn't, I, I didn't understand that, that you don't speak my native language. See, we like to communicate I love you very much the way we hear I love you very much. So I'm going to speak to you in my language. And I can't figure out why it's not working. It's like a Russian man marries a Japanese lady. It's a special tender moment. vodka. <laughs> and she's like, what, what, what's wrong? What are you mad about? And he's thinking, this is some of the most beautiful Russian poetry in the world. And she thinks, oh my gosh, she's upset. Why? She didn't speak Russian. She speaks Japanese. She's, she's listening for a totally different thing. And she, here she comes. She got her little tray, her little kimono. <laughs> and he's like, are we going to drink that or just dance all over it? 
Because he's not getting it either. Why? Because he speaks Russian, not Japanese. So these two people love each other very much, but they're having the hardest time getting that message across. Why? Because I have to be willing to lay my life down and learn another language. I'm going to have to learn another language so that I can get the message that's in me to you. It's in my heart, into your heart. How many have more than one child? Yeah. How many of you realize that God doesn't give two of the same children to anybody ever? Like, what is the deal? Just when you got this one figured out, this one comes along. Like, who are you? How did you get through the safety check? I put my order in. This is not what I ordered. And sometimes children kind of, they come out and they kind of mirror you a little bit, but generally they don't. Generally they're like, so you're my parents, really? I love you means I am going to lay down my life and learn a new language. I'm going to learn to serve the love up the way you like it. Because I want you to know how much I love you. Gifts. Gift love languages. I've been paying attention to you. I've been learning you. And I know you. I know you. I know you've been thinking about you when I wasn't even around you. The, the token of a gift represents love to the gift love language. Who knows you, baby, huh? I love you. And that love is expressed in this gift. I want you to know that I got you, I got your number. While I was out of town, while I was away, this gift says, I was thinking about you. You were on my mind. The the intentionality of a gift, the, 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 the symbolism of a gift says, you've been paying attention, haven't you? I feel known by you. And so when I give the gift of, all right, I picked you up some water. This is, uh, this is from Wood River. So is this one, though. So I think it's my mouth, yeah, or something. Or unless they're just this the same company's labeling them different or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I got you some sprouts. I don't know. I got my glasses on. Sprouts water, you know. I know you. Or I, go, or I got you some sprouts. Cause I, and, 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 the, and the gift level language is sprouts water. 
I'm an Aquafina girl. And you got me sprouts. I mean, it just shows that you don't even know who I am. See, this, this is how I lower anxiety, I increase anxiety. Like, oh, Aquafina, you got me Aquafina, look at you go, that's, that's me, Aquafina Kirkland. <laughs> you know me, you know me, you know me. Boom, anxiety drops, bang, there is connection opportunity. Just saying, just saying. Oh, today's your birthday. Oh, yesterday was your birthday. Oh, dang. Hey, let's go down and pick you up something. Ain't gonna happen. Anxiety increases, anxiety decreases by me showing you love the way you hear it, the way you feel it. And for the gift love language, and if you don't have a gift love language, you're like, I don't get that. That's weird. That's stupid. No, no, you're stupid. If you don't figure this out. If you don't figure this out, then you have decided to send a message with with how you live and that message is aquafina we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get this right let's see if we can get this right let's see get the wood out of my mouth there it went boom it's this stuff is toxic what that was that's somebody's trying to poison your your city gifts connect is the message I know you I've been paying attention I've learned who you are what's valuable to you I've been thinking about you disconnection is oh I wasn't thinking about it Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, this is such a such a such a labor. Oh, I mean, I have a my daughter is a gift love language. I'm not a gift love language, you know. So we experience gifts very differently. She experienced gifts like, oh, daddy, and I experienced gifts like, oh, I didn't get you anything. You know, it's just totally different. So I have to think like, okay, okay, I'm on a trip. I'm out of town. I. I gotta buy some gifts. I gotta buy some gifts. What am I gonna get? So you know, for it, it, but it wasn't like expensive stuff. It was just something that shows her I'm thinking about her. So for a while, we were building a map on the side of her refrigerator with magnets. Everywhere I went, that knew I'd get her a magnet. So she got all these weird magnets on the side of her refrigerator. My dad was thinking about me. 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 My dad is thinking about me. That's right. I love you, my dear. I, 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 I'm, I'm not really great at this yet, but I'm thinking about you, and I'm, and I'm learning you, and I'm trying. 
Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Feel it. Awesome. That's all I need. Touch. Normally I have this really funny cartoon of this little dog that climbs up this hill, but I can't get it to work. All of a sudden I'll, I upgraded and this one went away. I can't figure out what it is. So I was back there trying to figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. So anyway, the, if you're a touch love language, then you're like a dog. You know, I mean, if you have a dog, you know that they like, you know, like, they're just laying on you. you know, I, uh, it's, and it's just, it's just how they connect, you know, it's just here and just, hi. And so if, if you have a touch love language person in your life and you walk into a room and, and there's a couch They'll sit on the couch, and if you sit in the chair, they think, what's wrong? We could be touching right now. <laughs> Affection is a big deal to the touch love language. It's like they have a little, a little meter in their chest, and it's just running. It's just running fast. It's counting the nanoseconds since they were touched last, you know. And as they as they just kind of go through, their their anxiety is climbing, and pretty soon they're like, "What? Nothing's wrong. What are you looking at?" And all you got to do is you just walk over, you just run your hand across their back, give them a little hug, kiss them on the cheek. They're like, "Choo!" Hey, wow, I'm fine now. Ah. I didn't hurt anybody, did I? Did I hurt anybody? I kind of start blacking out there. Because uh, the anxiety is just climbing. And we chase the fear away by loving them. Touch them. Just touch them. Just touch them. Help a brother out. Affection is is the great connection and... A lack of affection, a lack of touch feels like rejection. It, it feels like rejection. It, 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 it feels like, what, what's, what's wrong with us? What, what's wrong? And so the anxiety is climbing because of this disconnection. Acts of service. People who have acts of service love language... They need some help. Would you just help me, please? Somebody help me. Could I get a little help? It's just so hard. It's just so hard to figure out that you just give somebody some help here. And it's help with what they need help with. doing? I thought you'd be happy. I fixed the loose tiles and I resealed the tub. What? It's a shower caddy. Not that you should, but you could. It's waterproof. Polyzine seal. 1,001 uses and counting. Acts of service people. 
They walk into a room and they're, they're surveying the whole environment. Like, oh my gosh, whose shoes are those? <laughs> whose backpack is that? Jacket, dishes. And, and their anxiety is climbing. Dog needs to be fed. Just from walking into a room. Because they know I'm probably the only one in the room who cares about this stuff. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Can I get some help here? And so the people around and they go, oh, I got the shoes. Okay, that's my backpack. All right, I got the jacket. Okay, I fed the dog. All right, I got the dishes. And the acts of service love language is like, oh, that feels like love. The kiss of death is that I think you're trying to control me, so I resist your plea for help. It's not important to me just because it's important to you. Acts of service, love language people, they just kind of walk around the house with these little phrases like, car's out of gas. (laughs) Lawn needs to be mowed. They just walk around just saying stuff. They just say stuff. (laughs) Toilet's plugged. These are not these are not like to dos. These are these are love opportunities. <laughs> love opportunities coming your way. And then we have words of affirmation. Words of affirmation, love language, people. I love you means something. You say, I love you to uh, acts of service, love language, they show, show me. <laughs> you say, I love you to, a, to a words of affirmation person, they go, they just go right into their heart. And, and if they can't get you to say it, they, they'll find it somewhere. Love, mama. I love mama. I love mama.
These people are going to get it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And that's no truer than when you're dealing with the words of affirmation, love language. These people, they need to feel liked. I need you to enjoy me. And so when we're together, you're smiling, you're laughing, you, you, you enjoy me, you, 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 you want me there. I can tell by the pleasure that you're having from my company. The kiss of death is when I am negative or critical or angry, and I want to tell you about it with words. And so I begin to spell out all the things that are wrong and evil about you. Now, you're just trying to give them some feedback or just, you know, have a conversation, but they, they feel like your words are like sand coming, sand, a sandstorm, sand in my eyes. They're thinking, how can I get away from your mouth? So if you are going to communicate your displeasure with an affirmation love language person, you need to learn to hook up a, a hero sandwich. Hero sandwich. It's, 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 it's got twice as much I love you very much as I'm having a problem with you. I love you very much. You're very important to me. That thing you're doing is so not working for me. I love you very much. <laughs> Take a bite. <laughs> okay, well, I love the bread. Where'd you get the bread here? <laughs> so good. I think the meat is rotten, but I'm hanging in here. I can hang in here because there's twice as much I love you that's driving down to anxiety as there is you got a problem with me. So I can hang in here as long as I know you love me. But I can't do the I'm evil thing. I run out of the room or I'll give you your own sandstorm. See, if I'm, if I'm not paying attention to the message I'm sending to someone, then I'll take no responsibility for the effect that it has. All right? So then we have quality time. Quality time, love language. Quality time isn't necessarily quantity time. It's quality, which just simply means this. The quality time love language people, they need to feel interesting. I need you to be interested in me or what's interesting to me. I need your engagement. I know it might be a challenge, but please just engage. Quality time, love language. They need to feel interesting. So you're either interested in my day, 
you're interested in my garden, you're interested in the, 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 my children, you're interested in the golf, you're interested in something that I'm interested, you're, you're showing interest to where I'm interested. So when I ask you about your day, tell me about your day. Ah, my day? Did I have a day? I had a day. Oh gosh, is it the end of the day again? I knew I should have recorded it because I knew you were going to ask me this again. When you hook up with a quality type love language person and they, they realize, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff that happened today that you don't know about. Let me, let me catch you up. Oh, I feel connected to you now. The anxiety is drained out because I feel valuable to you, because I feel interesting to you. The kiss of death, I don't have time for this conversation. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Whatever happened, I don't care. I just, I don't know, I just have a attention problem. I have a hard time paying attention. I just, you, know. you, you cannot sit in a room with a quality time love language with the television on if it wasn't their idea, okay? You can't sit there like, really? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. What? What? I heard you. You said, what did I just say? There's so many things going on with sending this message that I care, I love, I, this is valuable, you are valuable, and driving that anxiety down and, and, and preserving, re- restoring, strengthening the connection. And when, and when you send the right message, when the message goes across and, and you, 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 you ding the bell, you, you see their eyes light up, you see them, them feel the love that you do have for them, it actually goes in. You, 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 it feels so good. You, you feel like this guy. You feel like, you know what? I, yeah, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just feels so good to get it right. It feels so good to see that message go in there and to have its saturating effect. Because I do love you. I do love you, and I want you to know it. I want to I let love run around our house. Please, I love you, I love you, I love you. I want fear, the, the fear monster, get out of here. You do not get to dictate the culture of our house. I will not bow to you through disconnection. I won't do it. I'm letting, I'm letting it. They're going to, love's going to breed like rabbits in there. And then I'm going to let them all out and let them keep breeding. Because what I want the culture of this family to be is fearless love. That's what we want. Now there's, you know, there's an excellent chance that somebody's thinking, well, you know, I, I have some disconnections and I've turned my love off and or I've not been sending the message, I love you very much. What do I do about that? Well, it's, it's not rocket science. You know, as my friend Dan Fairley says, it's not rocket surgery. 
It's as simple as repentance. It's as simple as, you know what? I realize something. I stopped trying. I gave up. I turned my love off. I'm sorry for that. My goal in our relationship is a loving, intimate connection. That's my goal. I don't know what yours is. I just know what mine is. I don't control other people's goals. On a good day, I control mine. I never have permission to turn my love off. So I don't. But it's scary sometimes when I love you so much and you turned your love off. It's scary. But you know what? Nonetheless, my goal is I love you very much. So I'd like you to just take a minute. And uh, if you're here with your spouse or your significant person in your life, I'd like you to just... I'd like the gentleman to go first. And I'd like you to tell her what her top two love languages are. Just tell her what they are. Tell her like you know, gentlemen. Just tell her. (laughs) This would be a really bad time to say, what were the five again? (laughs) Just tell her. If if your honey ain't here, then just, just think about this right now. Let him let him struggle, ladies. Let him struggle. All right. Go ahead and tell him what they are. Help him out. Top two. What are your top two? This is how you feel loved. These would be the top two. This is how you feel loved. All right. Ladies, now it's your turn. Tell him. Tell him what you think his top two are. And then gentlemen... Help her out if she needs help. All right. You got him? Okay, here's what I want you to do next. Hello. Come back to me. Come back to me. Shh. Such a powerful word. Here's what I want you to do next. Okay, now that you know the top two that they have, okay? The top two that they have. I want you to ask yourself this question. How are you doing 
serving up love in their top two love languages. This is, this is where we usually have an opportunity to grow right here. I love you very much, and I don't like to give it to you the way you hear it. Why can't you be more like me? It would be so much easier if you heard love the way I feel like giving it. This is where we have an opportunity to adjust, to lay our lives down, and to serve one another. This is where this is where it. This is where it shows up. Is I was willing to learn a new language. Sherry's top two languages are quality time and acts of service. So Sherry's Sherry's idea of a wonderful evening together is me walking around with a tool belt and a ladder fixing stuff around the house while she tells me about her day. Like, you're kidding. And, and then what happened? Can you hand me that screwdriver? Thank you. Thank you. What? You're, no way. That's awesome. And then what'd you do? What'd you say? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I am touch and words of affirmation. So my idea of a good time is like, you know, rolling like thunder under the covers while she tells me I'm amazing, right? <laughs> Could we be any different? How is this so consistently showing up in relationships? My goal with you is connection. I will learn to send you the message. I love you very much. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to have you guys come on up here. And um, put your hand on somebody next to you while these guys are coming up here. And just pray this prayer. And pray this prayer like you mean it, okay? Pray this prayer like it's, you know, coming out of your heart. You ready? Help them, Jesus. Help them. Lord Jesus, help them. Lord, Lord, come in power. Come in power and help this person. Help them. Help them, Lord. Help them. Help them, Lord. Now take your hand. Now we're going to put it on the person who really needs it. Put your hand right here. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me get this. Lord, help me get this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. All right. I have a group of trained professionals up here who have come to release heaven by encouraging you. So, Miriam, lead the way, girl. Move the microphone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, you in the blue right here. Would you stand, please? There's a mantle of joy all over you, and you, you're, you're a carrier of joy. And, and the Bible is very clear that says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So with that joy, that mantle of joy, there's a strength about you in your, in your spirit, in your heart, for you to not only use in your own life, but to give away. So I bless you with that. Having to giggle so hard in my life. <laughs> it's a good message. Um, yeah. My name's Emma, by the way. Um, lady at the end there, in the, the dark blue right behind the man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can stand up or sit down, whatever you feel comfortable with. I felt like I just got Romans 5 for you, um, the verse about. Faith, through faith through Jesus Christ, we receive um, perseverance, and through perseverance, we receive hope. And I just felt like hope is actually something that you're going to be carrying, and the way you've stewarded whatever perseverance you've had in your life, and by receiving um, what you've got from Jesus, it's uh, something that you're going to distribute to people. Um, I hope words of encouragement is your love language. <laughs> I just want to encourage you that, that God really... Um, has something for you in the way you speak with into people's lives and that actually just the the amount of faith that you have is really really um really pivotal to where you're going and what you do and just that the hope is a message that you're going to be carrying and so i would just encourage you to just steward that verse and to dig into it because there's so much um, meat in it for you so bless you I have a word for a lady in yellow there. She's sitting beside a man with a red jacket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Peach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your name? Deborah. Great. Thank you. I was seeing, I was seeing that you were releasing a lot of freedom to a lot of women and that you have keys that you're teaching others. So a lot of people get a lot from you with your teaching and yeah, you're bringing freedom to people. Yeah. All right, this young man right here in the maroon, I think you were the drummer. Go ahead and stand up, please. What's, what's your name? Daniel. All right, Daniel, when you were up playing earlier, I feel like God had highlighted you to me. And uh, show me a couple of pictures. The first one was of an evergreen, uh, kind of grown up on a, a mountainside, and it was surrounded by a bunch of taller evergreens. And I felt like it was, the Lord was saying that uh, you're kind of in a hidden season right now. You're being sheltered. And I feel like it's manifesting in a way that you don't really feel seen. That's been something that's been like kind of getting to you a little bit. But I feel like God's saying this very intentional. It's very strategic for the season that you're in. And, and you're being covered right now. And actually through this the, the seasons ahead of you, you're actually going to grow to where, and I saw it, your pine tree grow to, to overshadow the others where you would then turn around and be a covering for them. Yeah. And I also saw a plate of donuts and I saw that, 
and I saw the donuts get dumped out and be replaced with a plate of vegetables. And I feel like oh. you're... <laughs> I feel like the, the source of your nutrition is going to be changing in the, in the season ahead of you, and it's going to be something that's going to uh, be more nutritional and, and feed a deeper uh, level of your spirit. Hi, I have a word for the lady in the um, lilac scarf. Would you mind standing up if that's all right? What's your name? April. Hi, April. How do you feel that you are a large carrier of peace and that anybody that comes into your presence and encounters you leaves away feeling very, very peaceful? And I get this sense that you may have felt hidden, but your peace resounds so loudly that people just look at you. And as Danny mentions, you know, the anxiety levels. When people are in your presence, they just feel that anxiety go down. And the peace that you carry with the power of the Holy Spirit is just beautiful. And it's something that shines all over you. So thank you for that. That's awesome. And the gentleman there again, sorry that uh, Marlon asked to stand up. Man, sorry, would you mind standing up again? What's your name, sorry? Fard. Fard? Yes. Yeah, it's just, I want to reiterate that joy that you give out. I turned around and I saw you and I thought, the Lord has got a word for you. And I didn't know what it was, but it's like just joy. You carry that beautiful joy around with you. It just comes, seems like it comes out of every single pore that you have. And Ah, thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so I just want to share a picture that I got during worship. So I actually would like you all to stand up. This is for all of you. Um, I just asked God what he was doing, and I felt like he's... Um, he's just here to reconcile. He's here to reconcile, bring reconciliation between husbands and wives, um, mothers and children and fathers and children, just everyone. So um, I just release right now ministering angels and say, angels of reconciliation, come in. I release you to do your work, to do what you came here to do. And I also saw a picture of lines being straightened, and I just feel like... Um, yeah, just your source of strength, like your spines, like are all coming into alignment with what God has for you. And I just release um, alignment with God and his purposes and his destinies over your lives. Thank you. Do you mind if I just say one more thing? Uh, to the matriarch and patriarch of the church, could we just pray protection over you? Just deep protection. Do you mind if we just pray for you? Put our hands over you and pray for you. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for these passionate couple for you, Lord Jesus. We just pray protection on them, their mantle of leadership, Lord, and huge pastors' hearts. And I pray just deeper increase, Lord Jesus, deeper and deeper increase. Yes, Lord God. Thank you for the revelation of love that you've given this husband and wife, this pastor and his wife. Yeah. Thank you for the thank you for the covering that is in them. And we bless your life. We bless your sacrifice, your giving. 
Yeah. And we just say increase, Lord, increase. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, we just release divine health and strength into their bodies. We pray you open the windows of heaven and pour out on them. Press down, shaken together, overrunning, overflowing. Yeah, Lord, we pray that your blessing just overtakes them. We pray you overwhelm them with your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray for everyone in this room tonight. I pray that, that you open the eyes of our hearts, that we would see how you're at work in love, through love, in these important relationships around us. And Lord, I pray that you, you give us the strategies of heaven to strengthen to repair, to create vital connections. Lord, I thank you that you know our love language. You know how we hear how much you love us. And now tonight, Lord, I pray that you you saturate us with your love. hear the Holy Spirit giving everyone permission to receive the Father's love tonight. Receive the Father's love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.